Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. Dobrze, dobrze. Bardzo dobrze. A little Polish for you. Dziękuję. How do you say good morning in Polish? I forgot. But I would hear, when I'm in Poland, bardzo dobrze. My people are going to rise again. I'm half Polish, half Ukrainian. You know that. Have you ever had a pierogi? I say to you, if you want to try new food and you live in a place that has Polish people who will make it or a Polish restaurant, have a pierogi and a potato pancake, but Polish pancake, oh, really good, potato pancake. Well, we're going to finish chapter two as we finish the week. We began on Monday. Listen to the end of chapter two in Hebrews. He has just said that Jesus Christ took on flesh and blood so that he could die and break the power of death, the fear of death that Satan has used over people and still uses, but not for a believer. For this reason, he had to be made like them, verse 17, fully human in every way, in order that he, Jesus, might become a merciful and faithful high priest. Now, something else. He's our older brother earlier, and now there's a different metaphor picture, figure of speech. He had to be made fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. He's the priest and the sacrifice. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. I must admit, this is a very mysterious verse to me. In this way, I got it. He was made human so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. In other words, he's like us so he can represent us, like Aaron, the high priest. He was a human. He could feel the weakness of the people, and he could now represent them to God. The priest was always the mediator between the people and God. Jesus became a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. So the priest offered the sacrifice in the Old Testament. And the writer is saying that's nothing. That whole Old Testament system, the temple, all of that stuff, passe, gone, forget it. Once and for all, our high priest not only presented the sacrifice, he was the sacrifice, making atonement and peace with God through the sacrifice of his own body on the cross of Christ. And because of that, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, when he was tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. So the picture is this. We don't have a faraway superhero, superhuman Jesus. We do have him, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, beyond with a glory not one can imagine. But because he was flesh and blood and he suffered not only on the cross, he suffered temptation. Now that a lot of ink has been spilt on that. There are systematic theologies and religious tomes that have been written, lots of pages, of how was Jesus tempted. We know how we're tempted because we have a fallen nature. We have a sinful nature called the sarks, S-A-R-X. And the things in the world can provoke and entice that sinful nature. And if someone has a new theology, no, we're more than conquerors, we don't have a sinful nature. Oh, fiddlesticks, that's not even close. 
Why would Jesus teach us to pray, forgive us our trespasses, if we were so superhuman? No, we fall into temptation and we need mercy every day. But how was Jesus tempted? We know Satan came and tempted him that we know three times in the wilderness after he was baptized. But then it says Satan waited to a more convenient season to return. So while Jesus was on earth, he was constantly tempted. But what did he feel when he was tempted? What did Satan appeal to? Not a sinful nature. Then the question comes up. I don't want to get into it. I don't have an answer for it, really. Could Jesus have sinned? How could the Son of God, how could God sin? He can't sin. But then how was he tempted? Let's receive it by faith. He was tempted and he suffered when he was tempted. So all of that to encourage us that he feels what we go through when we're tempted. We have a merciful and faithful high priest who is sensitive to what we go through because he himself suffered when he was tempted and he's able to help those who are being tempted. Earlier on in that chapter, I don't think I stopped at it, it says it wasn't for angels that the Messiah was sent to help. He was sent to help us, especially when we're tempted. Somehow, in a way I don't fully understand, if you got it down, God bless you. I don't have it totally down in my understanding. He was suffering when he was tempted, and now when we go through temptation, discouragement, enticement, people mean to us, and we're tempted to get angry, tempted to quit, all the different ways Satan tempts us. He feels that. He has a fellow feeling with us of that. And he's able to run to our cry to help us. You know what some of you need to do today? We all need to do it every day, but maybe some especially. Lord, help me in this time of temptation. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. You're being worn down by life, family problems, financial problems, assaults of the enemy. Sometimes all you can do is just say, Jesus, have mercy on me and help me. You see what I'm going through. Listen, know today that he feels in some way what you're feeling. And he's ready to run the moment he hears our cry. Don't suffer by yourself. Run to your priest, not a human priest. You know, someone needs um, final absolution. I'm trying to think of the Catholic name they use. These guys laying, bleeding on a highway from an accident. Oh, there's no priest around. Bye. But well, we have a high priest, never slumbers nor sleeps, always alive and always ready to help. Jesus, our helper today. Let's avail ourselves of everything he wants to do for us. Amen and see you Monday, God willing. Amen.